سلام خوش آمدید مرحبا اهلا و سهلا اناشنیکا خوانیغامیدا سلام علیکم شراغلاد اولام بینبینیدوس زدرستوچی دبرو پاجالوچی هلو ویلکم تو آر پادکست دیالای افل سی لنگو Baghdad is, I don't know where to begin to describe it. I would say it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like the center of the world. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean to be, you know, to exaggerate, but it's been the center of, of so many civilizations for so long. And it just has the, the cultural heritage of so many different people there it's a big mixture it's a it's a sprawling city you know it's it, it has good bad ugly beautiful it's it's just like i don't know kind of like new york or london but it's baghdad Amid the war-torn recent history of Iraq, it's easy to picture its capital city of Baghdad as nothing more than a battleground, scarred by firefights and ringing with the sound of artillery. But for those who grew up there, like Arabic instructor Atur Lawandau, the city, which was once called Medinat Aslam, the city of peace, it represents something far different. My favorite memory of Baghdad uh, would have to be our neighborhood, my house. Uh, I remember this is something that we only did in Iraq, which was to sleep on the roof of the house in the summertime. And uh, you can't really do that anymore uh, in Iraq nowadays, but I've never been able to do that anywhere else uh, outside of Baghdad. And um, it's one of my favorite memories of uh, my childhood there. a tradition in the summertime because Iraqi houses have flat roofs so it's like another living space like another outside living space so in the summertime because uh, the air cools down and it's uh, it's 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 really hot and dry during the day but at night it's dry and and cool so it's really refreshing and um, a lot of people like us our neighbors everybody would have like would set up beds and comfortable things <laughs> set it up as a sleeping area and hang out and then just go to sleep in the open air because it was nice. It's a long way from the idyllic scene Atour remembers to the city of Baghdad today. The Iran-Iraq war and Operation Desert Storm took a harsh toll on the country and its residents, both in terms of physical destruction and economic damage. As war ate away at the city they loved, Atour's family searched for security outside the country. We left after the Gulf War, the, the second Gulf War, just uh, after the Kuwait invasion. Uh, we left mostly because of the, uh, it was difficult to live in, in Baghdad uh, with the embargo. And we, my parents decided that we would try to come to the United States as refugees. And uh, we couldn't stay in, in, in Iraq because of the difficulties with economic sanctions at the time. The embargo Atour mentions was placed on Iraq in August of 1990 in response to Saddam Hussein's invasion of Kuwait. It imposed a total ban on international trade. 
For a country that relied on imports for roughly three quarters of its food, that was crippling. Within three months, food prices for some items had risen as much as 1,800%. A Tours family wanted to escape. They settled on Jordan as a stopover on their way to the United States. So we lived in Jordan while our uh, paperwork was, uh, you know, processing. At first, I didn't like it. Uh, I think that was the first time in my life when I felt like, uh, like a stranger, like not being in my home, not being at home. But then um, after a while, when I started going to school in Jordan, I made friends and I really felt at home. Like when I made friends, I, I felt like I was accepted and it didn't feel like I was a stranger anymore. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why in the beginning um, I had a hard time fitting in was because of my, uh, I was speaking with the Iraqi dialect. So I was immediately like noticeable and people would always say, oh, you're not from here and stuff like that. It was a problem that got worse before it got better. Having barely acclimated to living in Jordan, she faced many of the same challenges once they moved to the U.S., this time in an entirely different language and an entirely different culture. After Jordan, we uh, came to the United States. My, my mother's family, my, mo my mom had uh, family here, her parents. Uh, we came to the United States to Chicago and that was another big adjustment for me because I was, uh, when I came, I was right around high school. So it was a big adjustment. <laughs> I wasn't very popular <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> and uh, it, it, that was another very difficult experience, one of the most like difficult experiences that kind of, shaped me in my life was that um, I, I had studied English you know very early on uh, they start teaching English in the Middle East in schools and public schools and everything but it wasn't the English that I heard in school how people talked was so different and I would try to talk English but I would probably sound like a book you know like a textbook so I didn't have friends in the beginning, but slowly I started making friends. And then again, uh, it became better and I started feeling at home again. It was an experience that helped her appreciate how important casual conversation is when learning a foreign language. English is taught in the Middle East. There's, it's more uh, focused on literacy, like reading, grammar. There's not a lot of opportunities. I mean, I'm sure now it's different because of social media and like um, you can access so many things on the internet. But when I was going through school, I didn't have, I didn't speak English with anyone. We just learned it in the classroom. We might have like an oral exam where we, you know, say certain things very rehearsed. I didn't have friends. I didn't know anyone, a native English speaker. So when I came here, it was not just, uh, you know, the dialect and the slang, but also just dealing with the cultural, like American culture. I had to learn it all at once. And learn she did. 
Atour overcame her struggles with the American educational system so well, she eventually earned her doctorate in Near Eastern Studies from Cornell University in New York. And so I, you know, I was finishing up and looking for different positions. And one of my, um, uh, one of my, my supervisor actually in the Arabic program, who uh, I worked with uh, teaching Arabic at Cornell, told me about this place. He said, and I quote, the students there are so disciplined, they're military, and they come, they're ready to learn. And I said, wow, that sounds so perfect. I want to be there <laughs> because... <laughs> Um, you know, uh, compared to my students there, like, you know, it sounded like the exact opposite. As long as I remembered, like, I loved reading about other cultures and learning about other cultures and my own culture and knowing about my past and other people's past and comparing different people. And uh, I loved languages because you can only really learn about people's history by knowing their language and reading, reading the history in their language. So um, I started reading about this place and I, I saw a position and I applied and, you know, the rest is history.